Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Political Breakdown. Uh, this week without Pete, which is why we started with my back. Um, the guests this week are... Declan Kennedy. And... Bisexual comedy legend Mark Cram. Fantastic. That's, that's your new name by Depole, isn't it? I that's didn't realise understand. didn't realise we had a strap line. Is that, is that like wrestling now? I've got to be, what, Dynamo Declan Kennedy or something? Everything's pro wrestling now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at politics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would bring more dignity to politics, but I guess we're going to tackle that shortly. Oh, one, one would hope. One would hope. Um, let's start with uh, the BBC mm-hmm. and uh, the licence fee. Because mm-hmm. this week we've had both uh, Damien Green and Hugh Merriman, both uh, Tories. Hugh Merriman is uh, the chair of the all-party parliamentary group on the BBC. They've both warned Downing Street uh, against going after uh, the BBC too hard. What are our thoughts with regards to whether or not we should be having a licence I like quite the way you think you've looked at me straight at me because obviously I've full disclosure I have uh, I've got a, you know I have quite a complicated view of the BBC having worked there for yeah, about thirteen years. To you for a while. <laughs> 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 so my first my first response is how long a list would you like? <laughs> um, but uh, in principle, in principle, yeah, the 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 principle of the BBC is worth defending in the sense of. Um, just having a state-funded broadcaster, just, just from the point of view of a viewing experience, of having a, st- a, a channel with no adverts on it, mm. is is like that is uh, that's the value of that is incalculable. And when it goes, we will miss that. But should that be paid for? Can as you move the mic just slightly further. Oh, away. sorry, am I am I overmodding, darling? Yeah. Yeah. Should, <laughs> that, should that <laughs> be paid for by a license fee though, or should that be something that exists within taxation that we already have? Like, should that already be paid for? I know. Someone's going to say magic money tree about it again, but but is a, is the license fee not the tax for that? It's not officially a tax. Well, sorry, yeah, this is my BBC yeah. time is ca- kicking a, in. But yeah. as a, I, I mean, it's it's a tax in any other name, really, because we're paying for something that is uh, in the public domain that is uh, run by a public body that we give money to out of. It's, it's I know it doesn't come directly out of our wages, yeah, and you don't have to pay it. But why is that not the one well thing that's not covered by central taxation? Because it's beca- uh, just to point out, just a distinction to make there. I think I'm right in saying this. I'm open to correction, but it's not collected by HMRC. I don't think, okay. which means that uh, the minute because the BBC people say oh, it's state owned, it's state funded. It's not yet state owned, which still, p- in theory, gives it a measure of independence. So the minute it does become folded into any form of taxation, then the government has much more of a stake in it, I think. Well, could you work in a way instead, (coughs) and this is uh, something that a lot of people have uh, mentioned, I think it is uh, the right way of going about it, is keep the licence fee, Mm -hmm. but decriminalise not paying for it. Like, if you don't have a a TV or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you you shouldn't (coughs) be uh, forced to... uh, have to pay a fucking license for you. If you decriminalise it, are people just not going to not pay it? Yeah, that's that's the, the bottom line, is that's it? And the then it will fall apart, yeah. and that is one of the motives for doing it. And it is, I understand your point, and a lot, a lot of people justifiably say, well, I, I never use a BBC. And my, it riles me up just as an ex-BBC employee, because it's like, well, you never use the police normally. Do you know what I mean? You don't go to subscription service police. I don't know what that would be, like Netflix police. Am I right in saying that the BBC is profitable outside of the licence fee anyway? It does have a commercial wing, yeah. yeah. But In I don't think it was like huge for them at one stage. They were selling that all over the world for like vast money. Yeah, and in theory, that money is meant to go back into program making. In theory. I mean, it, it like seventy percent or something I saw goes uh, of their money goes into programming. Yeah, I mean, I would argue this is purely, uh, you know, again, this is purely an editorialised viewpoint. Here come the license fee people. They've heard <laughs> us talking about them. Um, that I felt like when I was working there, just so much money went into marketing and so little went into actual programs. That that is, and that shows on screen. That shows in on the is like when you've got these multi-million-pound trails with yeah. Michael Palin walking through a geezer in Iceland, and then you watch like Cash in the Attic gets filmed on someone's phone. It's like it's very difficult <laughs> to justify the license fee. It's like, well, where has the money gone? Because it's clearly gone into marketing and not much else. It phone it cameras are pretty great nowadays. You get a good episode of Cash in the Attic filmed on like the latest iPhone. Yeah, it's still it's Cash in the Attic. It's all it's, it's all gone into keeping David Attenborough alive. <laughs> oh, 
I've I got beef with David Attenborough. I was going to say, to be fair, if you'd sold it to the population, as you need to pay the license for you to keep David Attenborough alive, most people would pay it. Yeah. He's, oh. he's the closest thing we've got to a national treasure. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> off. You are the first person I've met who doesn't like David Attenborough. All oh, right, let's nail our colours to the mess. No, David Attenborough makes porn films with animals. That's that's his main. Th- he f- crouches <laughs> in the bushes watching animals copulate and then show. Look at this. Look at this silverback just todging off to his partner. That's I, what's I must have missed that blue I'm planet. It's called Blue Planet for a reason. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really seen much David, but it just seems to me that that every time I watch it, it's either it's either it's either you know snuff films, as Victor Lewis Smith has pointed out, snuff films with animals where they're eating each other, or animals hard at it. You know, you know that that the animal kingdom, they eat each other. I mean, it's it's a well-known a piece of a piece of scientific. There was a scientific documentary, uh, The Lion King. <laughs> um, w- one of the main points is the circle of life. And there uh, could you unpack the circle of life I for us? Is there a handy <laughs> way of doing that? I believe it was um, uh, Elton John uh, who, who uh, the invented... Renowned, uh, yeah, the renowned the natural scientist. It, go, it goes Darwin, Elton John. Um, <laughs> in regards <laughs> to... In regards yeah, to I, I remember <laughs> his... <laughs> Shakespeare also wrote the story before that. So it's all, you know, Shakespeare. But I mean, th- then then you get into the fact that there's like only seven stories. Um, oh, the hero's journey and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and so all things. And Shakespeare didn't invent the seven stories. They all come from <laughs> even the the Greek tragedies, and then even before that, the fucking uh, can, can Norse and all of this. I can I just say I do feel a bit mean saying about David Attenborough on something well, that's essentially, essentially going to be on YouTube. But I feel like you're going to get hate mail. <laughs> I think of all the things I've me. said and done, <laughs> that, that this is going to be the thing that that probably earns me. You know, well, I mean, this is this is the thing. People have said some interesting stuff on this. That is the most that people are actually going to get angry. Have I, have I just libelled David Attenborough? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I'm sorry, David. He, he, won, he once ate a tortoise. Uh, back in the '60s, for one of his oh uh, right. documentaries. I thought you were going to say for a bet of in front all of the you. Things that Trump and Boris have said out loud. The one thing they would not touch is David Attenborough. Because no. th- 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 even, even the most Although vehement right winger would turn this on this Boris. This is, this is what part of my beef with David Attenborough is that he did. He, didn't he make a comment about, I can persuade Trump? And it's like, what? No, no one else has managed but you, who films sparrows having an orgy or whatever the hell it is you do, you think you can Trump convince him? Trump would be into that, though. Sparrows having an orgy? Yeah. I think it's probably the one fetish he wouldn't. He wouldn't possibly so entertain everything us. but sparrows is Donald Trump. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's yeah, one hell of a fucking not? Tinder bio, in it? <laughs> <laughs> what you're looking for? <laughs> everything but sparrows. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing I don't but like. I, 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 to take a point, I accept. You know, David. I have to concede David Attenborough is very popular, and maybe that is an argument that it will keep David. Well, he's like also uh, single-handedly pushed people uh, giving a fuck about. Uh, the environment for the past, like seemingly, well, the BBC, because it has to be said that it's the BBC doing all of these things as well. Uh, that all of the programming, the Blue Planet, and all of these are always the most watched uh, programs of the year, always most anticipated, and it gives people the ability to pretend to care about the environment for upwards of an hour every <laughs> Sunday uh, and then go back to, I, I don't know. It's bleeding seals and setting fire to tyres. It's not like caring about the environment. You just want to laugh at a flamingo getting frozen in the same lake every night. This seemingly be surprised by it in the morning. This is my this is my <laughs> beef with just how many wildlife documents isn't confined to David Attenborough. Where they they sort of they're filming things. They're filming like an antelope being ripped apart by lions. You think, bloody do something. No, bloody intervene. No, that's that's what, the help kill the antelope. Charging with a crowbar. Oh, come on, wouldn't it be great if in the middle of it just a cameraman just charges him with a pistol, just fires a few warning shots? <laughs> yeah, but why, 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 why yeah, are I'm you packing doing heat that? Lines. Yeah, but where are you, where are you doing this? If, uh, if, uh, uh, are you stopping an ant eater from eating ants? Where, where, where's your level of? Uh, oh no, don't hurt that. Where, where does it, where does it go for you? Well, at least it goes to BBC News, perhaps maybe intervening in all the riots they film as well. So is oh, well, that's a different matter. Oh, that's that's important, is it? Well, Antelopes, no, but humans... I mean, yeah. frankly, yes. If, uh, you the, if you don't let the antelope die, then the lion will die. Because the lion can't eat. Yeah, well, lions are arrogant pricks anyway, so... <laughs> 
king of the jungle. King. Yeah, we can all roar, mate. You know. Vote for them. I mean, that you wouldn't vote for them. That's why they're a monarchy. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's not called the Lion President, is it, mate? Given a sword by a woman in a pond. That's what. So what we're saying here, the antelope is Michael Palin in Holy Grail. Help, help, I've been repressed. Now I do want to save them. Now you've made that You know that lions would be big into gerrymandering. How are we going to keep power here? Lion is, of course, massively into gerrymandering its borders to maintain power in the kingdom. If you actually see the extended version of The Lion King, where they're going, everything you see before you is yours. What they've got after is an unedited bit of them going, and it's because of this reason, because we've gerrymandered here. <laughs> this <laughs> is the electoral <laughs> map now, the animal kingdom, and how it looks. And Pumbaa discovering uh, like a box of votes in Florida somewhere, <laughs> and just begin a bungalow of hush money. That's, that's the extended edit of the Lion King. Yeah. Just ah, <laughs> yeah, just some heavies from the government shop. I'll go give you circle of life, son. Yeah. Um. Sorry, yeah, we got sidetracked. Oh well, no, I think, I think, I, honestly, I think more common wiser crap as well. Can I put that out there? I don't uh, think they're making more common wiser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite sure they're dead, so I don't think that that would matter as much as uh, potentially your opinions on David Attenborough. That mm-hmm. breakfast bit's good, though, isn't it? I, I, I say that facetiously because I've never seen the fuss about that sketch of why that's so well liked. Um, I, I think the the only thing that really I I look at more uh, uh, wiser. I haven't watched tons of. Is uh, the um, one with a conductor saying, "I am playing all the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order." That I- that is that is fucking art. That's a great line. Um, but this is meant to be a political show. That, that's Fine. That's no, I don't have to concede. <laughs> I'll let you win on Attenborough. Uh, what else can I say that's contentious here? Colin Baker was a really good Doctor Who. Yeah, I said it. I mean, Come I've at never, me. I've never with watched you. an episode of Doctor Who in my life. Oh, I know. I'm saying this is the benefit of people who will comment on YouTube about yeah. my life. And the last series of Blake hey, Seven was really I d- good. I, d- I hope to God there isn't enough people watching that would <laughs> comment on whether or not fucking Colin Baker was a, a good Doctor Who or not. Because frankly, I couldn't give a fuck. I know. It would be quite galling, wouldn't it, if that would be the most. One with a scarf. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's. <laughs> um, right, let's go on to, uh, Apologies to another piece of uh, news. Did, did we arrive at a conclusion? No, nope, we didn't. <laughs> we we simply didn't. Um, we didn't. So this week, uh, eugenics came back in a big way. Yes, it um, did. Everyone's, everyone's uh, having fun with it because it was yeah. uh, Andrew uh, Sabitsky. Yep. Uh, he brought, uh, well, he's retired now, well, he he resigned. Yeah. Uh, he was brought in by Dominic Cummings uh, mm-hmm. as uh, a Downing Street advisor or consultant, as he called himself, yeah. uh, and has resigned uh, at the start of the week after all of his supposedly they put down controversial views. They, like, is is it the right? Like, he was for eugenics. Yeah, is that controversial or just wrong? Yeah, it's a wrong. I, I think I think it's both, isn't it? It's yeah. wrong in a very controversial way. Yeah. To be in favour like of you. The way they just use the word controversial is almost softening it so as if, if it's a debatable yeah. point. And it's it, it's almost a selling point, isn't it? It's mm. almost a marketing thing. It's almost, we've reached that stage where this is almost, uh, it's it, and partly is the world of comedy to blame, isn't it? Controversial comedian. Well, sounds, you had Dawkins this week as well, uh, having having a go, just saying, well, like, like scientifically, eugenics can be done, which is simplifying eugenics. Because uh, it's he was making it out that you can produce the uh, like the perfect human as we've shown with breeding dogs and everything else. And go, well, every breed that we've done have fundamental health issues. Yeah. Uh, can I just ask, by what metric is is a human being judged to be perfect? Yeah, if you wanted to make a human being that could run really fast, you would just breed a bunch of fast runners together. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That, that makes sense. I, and I that appreciate would probably work. I appreciate but that doesn't yeah. solve all human problems. Well, yeah, at exactly. the same time, you know, they'd be able to run really fast, but there's a good chance they'll be dead by eight. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you it's always saying that they'll have to pack in a lot of running yeah. before well, they peg it. Gets yeah. those first two years of school <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is um, this is the idea because it, it's always this. Uh, I mean, this is just scientific. This is. I mean, I'm not actually saying it right. Like, well, scientifically, I could use marshmallows to make you completely airtight, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a right thing to C- do. Could you unpack that last one again? I'm a little bit lost there. This is. If if you give me enough marshmallows, I could make you completely airtight. Why do I feel like marshmallows are somewhat porous to air? Some air would pass through a marshmallow. Are you Depends how much you use. Uh, could you physically? Are you talking about physically encasing someone in marshmallows? I, I'm saying marshmallows every orifice airtight. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, you're probably like getting a boat seaworthy. <laughs> 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 Can we imagine someone at coming seaworthy? Zavinsky, even one of the two. But it's mostly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one Lash of them together like a, a right wing raft of dismay. But it's one of those. Utterly pointless conversations where people go, oh, listen, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it in a scientific way. You go, it's, a, it's a pointless conversation. Yeah, because uh, there's loads of things that are scientifically that are just horrible and immoral. Yeah. And why just, well, I'm just saying it. Yeah, but it's immoral to say it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fine, freedom of speech, you can say it. But don't be surprised if people turn around and say, why are you saying this? It's this is like, wrong. It's yeah. like Thanos, isn't it? It's like, yeah, he's technically correct. You, you, you would have more resources if you took out half the population. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> can, I, can I just say um, uh, that, it, guys, are on YouTube now, that will be, you just be prepared for that to be taken out of context. What, Thanos? <laughs> just, just you saying, well, of course, Thanos was correct. You would have more resources. Thanos that's was that's correct. a very clip. <laughs> clip that's a very clippable <laughs> bit you just supplied there. I mean, I've always I've, I've, I've thought that in a, an economic sense, if you killed everyone at retirement age, mm-hmm we would be in a much better position in the entire world. So once retirement, you kill them, because there would be more jobs for people, and even lower the retirement age to, say, 60. Mm. Kill everyone at 60, there will be more jobs for people, more money, more tax going in, more resources, more houses, the world would be a better place. But you can't just go around killing everyone at 60. No, no matter how much I suggest it. You could make a cult sci-fi classic out of a premise such as that. I, I was <laughs> going to say, we are, <laughs> we, we are in actually moving towards Logan's Run. Yeah. With this, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. Uh, life day. If you, sold, if you sold us Logan's Run over eugenics, I think more people would get behind. Yeah, Logan's Run. We could well, they Logan would now, run. wouldn't they? It's, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've crossed that Rubicon. But it's um, but yeah no it's it's uh, I mean it's also the, the the way that this is dismissed uh, sort of because he he did as has been pointed out it wasn't a particularly contrite resignation letter was it from Andrew no. Sabisky it wasn't it wasn't as if he held his hand up and said you know what I'm completely wrong and it's the whole if I offended you sort of response uh, yes yeah, it's the Virgin Media apology isn't it is yeah. it we're sorry you had a bad experience. Yeah. If you're upset, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the Ashley Hayden apology for this says. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, I that. never fucking <laughs> apologise. <laughs> How dare you? And I w- if I was going to apologise, I wouldn't do something as fucking weak as, oh, and if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. No, if you didn't like it, I understand it, but that's on you. I can't, I can't, I can't be here for your offence. But I don't say that eugenics is a good idea. And if I was to say that, it would be in a comedic way on stage, surrounded in a comedy fucking vehicle, so people knew it was a fucking joke. I wouldn't do it in a scientific paper, going along, going, "Aren't I intelligent? Isn't eugenics a great way?" By the way, black people are stupid compared to white. Give me a job in Downing Street. I was going to say, it's like I thought I'd said the worst. Attenborough, <laughs> but now you're giving lots of clippable content. He said this. He said one of his one of his yeah, things no, he, that uh, he, things said he said that yeah. uh, claims that race affects intelligence. Black Americans uh, are on average less intelligent than white Americans. We should legally it should it legally enforce universal uh, uptake of long term uh, contraception and to uh, allocate money to eleven year olds based on their IQ uh, tests. Fucking idiots like Barack Obama and Neil Oh, Richard. <laughs> Ri- yeah, I was going to say, and Richard Pryor. All these people who prove that our brothers is, of course. A bunch of fucking wars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Donald Glover. Why, my goodness me. His, you know. It's these people who uh, love to go on about IQ and intelligence. Go, uh, mm. we're just, I just really like uh, IQ. Because this is Dominic Cummings all over. Loves mm. talking about IQ and how intelligent he is mm. and everything should be done on IQ. You go, what you miss, though, is any form of common sense. Any yeah. form of life experience 
experience, any form of wisdom, should you yeah. say. You can be as smart as you like, but if you're unable to have any form of wisdom about it, you're still a fucking idiot. You could yeah. imprison Donald Cummings in a room by giving him two cups of tea and a door handle, and he'd have no idea how to resolve <laughs> the situation. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, but it's that, the, the whole thing of, of um, again, by what metric is, is someone's IQ high? By you know how the because uh, as you say it's it's intelligence isn't judged as, as how much you know it's how much you correlate what you know and how much you're able to yeah. use your in what you know uh, to get the most out of uh, your existence. I mean, you could be intelligent, but have if you never afforded the opportunity to learn anything, then your intelligence is basically meaningless. Yeah, or yes. if if you're, if you're just if you're just self-taught, if you just do a lot of reading, you yeah. know, you can be smart and intelligent. I'm sure that would show up in an IQ chart, but it's just well, also it's just this whole thing of why why does he feel this need to prove you know. Why do you need to feel that you'll prove that you're? It's not much of an achievement if you say if you if you can prove. Well, I'm just genetically smarter than you. It's like, well, you didn't have much to do then, did you? That in a way, that's sort of flagging up your privilege, if you can prove that you know. Which of course it isn't true. It's always the why is that? It's the mentor bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, goes, uh, I'm I'm actually a member of Mentor. They go, mate, the smartest people in the world aren't because yeah. they've got other things to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> they're not there trying to prove their fucking intelligence to everyone because they're mm. obviously so sad with their own pathetic fucking lives that they have to show everyone, oh, I'm actually really intelligent. Yeah, go, yeah, but you're still a cunt, though. Yeah, that's what intelligent people do, isn't it? Tell you they're intelligent. Yeah. Show not tell, maybe, Trump, Andrew Shabisky. Instance, you know, I'm the most yeah. intelligent. I'm the most clever. I'm the greatest. Yeah, but that's a different thing. That's a strategy from him, isn't yeah, it, to, to kind of... Just bamboozle people the whole also, time. Also, like intelligent people, like, like playing on stereotypes. If we're going to play this whole stereotype yeah. game, mm. yeah. intelligent people are generally pretty fucking ugly. <laughs> do, do you want to live in a world where we we breeded out all the good-looking people? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not sure how I'm going to take that. Am I? Am I yes, I, I was just thinking. Um, well, that you know, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not much of a looker, but I wouldn't say I was the smartest. I've got the worst of both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> hang on a minute. I'm, I'm an ugly thicko. <laughs> in the arbitrary system that I have created, you can either choose to be ugly and good looking or attractive and stupid. And I and I tell you what, a surprising, not even surprising, a large popular part of the population would choose attractive and stupid. <laughs> I mean, fucking, that, that is our whole TV, isn't it? Attractive and stupid. Love Island. I've never seen it. No. I think Chelsea have scored. Speaking um, of attractive and stupid. Yes. That's, uh, I be- believe that is a, a clip from yeah. Love Island there. <laughs> That's the mating <laughs> cry. That's how um, they signal their attraction. I'd watch that show. Oh, you're it. Oh, uh, yeah, if David Attenborough was hosting David it. David Attenborough yeah. hosted Love Island, I'd be all over it. Oh. oh, God. And now we see patient zero of super gonorrhea. <laughs> he'd, be cr- he'd be crouching with his camera going, look at these. Look at these people doing it. That's what he'd be doing. What news story have you brought? What news story have I brought? I brought a couple from early in the week, um, so bear with me while I flip through my notepad. Um, and these are quite offbeat, so um, how far back in the week uh, was it? Jazz news. <coughs> jazz. <laughs> it's not jazz news, Mark Cram. Why do you think it's jazz news? I it was offbeat. Oh, you take the win. That was a fucking joke, mate. That was. That's what you see. That's oh, what, I'm that's sorry. I didn't realise we were doing joke off breakdown. It's uh, <laughs> uh, lying gerrymandering earlier. <laughs> 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 there we go. Um, a couple of a couple of obscure um, things you may have missed. Um, uh, have you heard of Champneys? You won't have done because it's very posh people. Is that the like wine people? They make hampers or something. No, 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 no. It's kind of a. I think it's a sort of health spa type thing. It's a kind of place where Dame Judi Dench and Brad Pitt go. But um, they they sort of I think they've been pulled up because they've they've said um, they've claimed that their apple crumble could reduce the risk of cancer. <laughs> that they've made all these gr- these egregious claims on their you know it said it could it could uh, reduce the risk of uh, cancer, uh, cardiovascular illness and diabetes, and their black rice and quinoa g- and qu- quinoa. Qu- oh, sorry, you can just background showing black rice and quinoa and ginger salad has anti-inflammatory properties. So it just seems like this is a really weird sort of trope of very posh places to eat. It's not enough for the food to be good. It's got to bestow upon you some sort of superpower. But superfoods don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Scientifically, they just don't. It's yeah. bollocks, it's marketing. Yeah. Oh, banana man. Uh, I mean, he he wasn't a superfood. No, that's true. Um, no. He, he was got, a superhero. He got his power, yeah. yeah, he got his power from, the same as Popeye. Yeah. Like Popeye isn't a superfood. So Otherwise, Olive would have a lot of fucking powers. As far <laughs> as Popeye is concerned, though, is spinach to him not a superfood? 
Well, we're really, really mining the uh, the core of political life in Britain at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> how do they claim the apple crumble gives you? How does it Because it's ingredients. Uh, and but it's yeah, because that, presumably they, the article didn't really go into detail, or maybe didn't read it closely enough. But it, it sort of it just it was just on their menu that it has this property of, you know, it's so healthy for you. Our apple crumble it could actually do the opposite of what apple crumble does. Which is a does, Appy, does apple crumble give you cancer? Unless it's that one. Well, I mean, if you if apple crumble, if you even just a single herb, it's, it's sort of you, you know you are technically re- increasing your risk of cancer because there's lots of uh, uh, um, refined sugar in it and there's lots of sort of stuff in it. It's I lovely to eat. I mean, obviously, you know, un- unless you eat it for every meal, it's not going to do that. But to be, to be fair, if you Google any food plus the phrase cancer in Daily Mail, they've definitely written a story about it. Well, oh, of course. So uh, um, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, technically, this came from the Times. I should point out. Um, yes, but anti-cancer. Oh, the pro-cancer. The the long word sun. Um. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, very much the uh, subtitled <laughs> version of the sun. Um, but the but yeah, no, it's it's sort of uh, the, the article made great play about this is a place frequented by Naomi Campbell, Dame Helen Mirren, and Daniel Craig. So I don't know I, if I this. I mean, this is it's it's such a pointless fucking story, Declan. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you'd like it if you had David Attenborough <laughs> in it. Even then, it's just, it's some posh cunt place has said, you know what, we uh, cure cancer with an apple crumble. They go, well, you haven't. You simply haven't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I just, I just, it caught my mind just because it's like, well, why, who's, why would you, I mean, if you went to sort of, I don't know, Nando's and they said, well, uh, I tell you what, you won't get earache if you have a peri peri sauce. It's just I can't imagine that. Who would respond to that as a marketing strategy? People with earache. <sighs> yeah, all right, fine, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> you reckon people are lining up outside of this place, going, "Mate, I've got cancer. Stage three. This is my last hell, Mary. Give me some apple crumble." <laughs> <laughs> Do you want custard? It's like Bill <laughs> on the Moon when Andy <laughs> Kaufman goes to like that, 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 um, that I mean, I mean the treatment, which uh, is never going to work. Yeah. The, the, I mean, they're not, they're not saying that, you know, like low scores of people from Make-A-Wish Foundation are turning up for this. It's just <laughs> it's just a, an odd... I just found it really strange that who... Why would you put that? Why would you make that claim when it is so obviously... Uh, do you know what I mean? I think they are being investigated by, uh, investigated by the, the West Sussex... County Council. I think that they've listed the celebrities there as if to say, well, Helen Mirren's not got cancer, has she? So, <laughs> so mm, yeah, <laughs> draw your rock, own conclusions. Yeah, keeps away. yeah Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Craig's still running around as Bond, so, mm, eh, try some of this. But yes. it's, it's, yeah, it's... Um, right, well, d- thanks for that story, Declan. Um, let's um, let's go on to a, another one. Okay. We? While we're here, uh, I'm, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to do one because I fear yours is going to be about another dessert and uh, <laughs> curing of a disease. Um, <laughs> and uh, although I, I am a big fan, no, um, government and uh, new immigration laws. All ah, right. Yeah. Have we seen them? What are our views on them? So the point system. If I yes. Get right, you've got to get seventy points. And it's 20 points if you earn over 26,500? Yeah, so something like 25.8 yeah, so or something. You've got first. three that are uh, needed. They are absolute certainty. So it's speaking English is 10 points, has a job uh, offer or a sponsor, 20 points, and job has a proper skill level. Um, that's another 20 points. So straight away you have to have 50 straight away and then you need to get 20 from the uh, others which is a job has a salary of 20,480 to 23,039 that's zero you don't get any points for that so if you speak English uh, have a job offer and the job has a proper skill level but you are being paid say 21,000 for it you still cannot come into this country am I about to be deported because uh, I'm not in that. Well, this is it. I, I mean, was, but I feel. Did anyone else just feel like how long is it before they just roll this out to everybody? I've, I've always had that concern that anything that the government is, does to uh, the people that it thinks can get away with, mm. so foreigners, mm-hmm. um, that's their eventual plan to uh, take away rights for the most vulnerable in society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, first, it's the whole first they came for. Like yes. Thing, isn't it? Uh, first, they came for people who can't speak English, and we got rid of all of Essex. Am I um, right in saying the next tier up on the salary as well is only 10 points? 
Yes. So basically making it pointless because you need 70 and that's only going to give you 60. Yes, but you've also got uh, jobs in shortage occupation lists. That's 20. I don't know what that list is. I don't think they've done that list yet. Pre Has a PhD degree, which is 10 points. But if you have a PhD degree in science, technology, maths and engineering, that's 20. So if you have a degree in any of those four, have a job offer that's 21,000, can speak English, and the job is a proper skill level, then you can come into this country. So the starting rate for nurses doesn't qualify? Um, but are they going to be down as a shortage industry? That's going to be a shortage industry, yeah. 50,000. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we're going to get the fifty thousand uh, certainly if and only if we start uh, just calling people nurses, like just like, homeless people. They're not homeless; they're nurses. That's how we're going to get the fifty thousand. Anyone who looks a bit like it, anyone who's got owns a white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyone that can smile when someone's bleeding. Um, <laughs> Ted Bundy would have been <laughs> <a great. laughs> I was going to say, is that most of Dominic coming I was <laughs> that, that was actually meant to be a point on how uh, nurses are able to uh, continue uh, working in high pressure. And it did come across, like I just said, you know, nurses, they smile when people bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Only in The Shining, I think, or, or the um, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. What are... So... What are we looking for this? Uh, are we? Do we think that this is uh, the right way forward? Do we think that the points-based system is going to work? Because there have been people who have come out and said that this is going to damage certain uh, industries. I just, I mean, I just, I can't, I, I can't conceive it. Just the whole idea of someone's status being reduced to the level of a loyalty card mm. is, you know, so what... It's just ridiculous. It is oh. absurd. It, it just because it, it just makes me. It, it does generally, and this is going to be immensely selfish, but just it is just how long before it, they just start doing it to the rest of us, and uh, on that basis alone, you think people will be up in arms and going, "You can't really treat people." This well, way. this is this is pure value of human. Yep. You're yeah, giving it an actual number, and yeah. I do I do think that just for fucking just for speed purposes, we're going to get to a point where we just put the the, the number tattoo on your fucking arm. At that point, it's like the good yeah. place. Everyone has a points value of what they are worth. Yes, and that's what, but this won't be determined by the good actions you take. It'll be what you can contribute to society. As well, this is it. What is unskilled? Well, it's well. Then what's shortage? Like, what defines yeah. whether it's a shortage or not? Because if you don't pay people to come, in, like the most menial tasks in this country will become shortage occupations yeah. if people aren't coming here to do them. Because yeah. we have proven as a nation time and time again that we do not want to do those jobs. Yeah. Well, Pretty Patel, uh, the one who makes fucking Thatcher look like one of the nicest people in humanity, mm. um, she said that uh, we can force uh, staff shortage, we can um, just teach uh, the 8.5 million people that aren't working at the moment. What was the phrase she used? Economically inactive? Yes. Uh, and of those people, uh, of the 8.5 million people that are economically inactive at the moment, mm -hmm. um, let's have a look, where are we? Um, economically inactive, so that's not employed, uh, they don't have a job, or not unemployed, which is they have not uh, looked for a job in the past four weeks, or are not available to work in the next two weeks. 27% are students, 26% are sick, uh, almost all of them with long-term sickness. 22% are looking after homes or caring for family members. 13% are retired before the age of 65, so rich and don't fucking want to work anyway. Um, less than half a percent are describing themselves as uh, discouraged workers. The last 11 are others, which includes people who say that they have not yet started looking for work, those who are awaiting results of a job application, and some who say they do not, uh, they do not need to work. So what we're maybe dealing with, what, maybe 6% of the 8.5 million would be people that could actively work? Um, well, students, you can't force students to work no. because they're fucking uh, doing yeah. something. Um, sick we will have to start thinking of interesting jobs for the sick to do. You know, cocktail shaker for Parkinson's. 
Um, we're, we're accelerated right into the zone there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, wow. I mean, <coughs> the wheels spinning there. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might as well. I mean, it, it, it basically, if you uh, if you want to if you don't want to get on the wrong side of the government, don't care, don't learn anything, um, uh, just just don't do anything except work. Uh, I'm just surprised, actually, economically inactive doesn't cover dead people. That they'll they'll invest in the film industry so they can develop animatronics to the point where you can just reanimate corpses yeah. and they'll start doing it. The thing is, these economically inactive people were economically inactive in July this year when we threw out a bunch a record number of crops in this country because there wasn't enough people yes. to pick them yeah. and they were all rutting in a field. Yeah. Those people were still out of work at that stage. That yeah. number's not changed substantially in the last six months. Yeah. But so they're not going to start doing it now. Yeah. But even if you've got these people and you get these, if you get all 8.5 million people working, which you're not going to, because as I say, some are fucking don't need to work, so they're not going to, you d they're not going to be a bane on anyone. But if you got them all to do it, they would still be earning less, uh, uh, less money than they'll need to to fucking live anyway. Yeah. Because the wages for these these uh, jobs. Like uh, fruit picking, uh, although uh, the agriculture seasonal um, visas they're moving from two thousand five hundred up to ten thousand for uh, a seasonal workers. So we are still going to get uh, fucking borderline slave, modern slavery in, so we can pay people peanuts to pick cabbages. My favourite story on this regard was at Christmas, Weatherspoon started serving their sausages wrapped in bacon without the bacon on. Yes. And the reason that they did this is because that is a manual task. A machine can't wrap bacon around a sausage. Right. And because there was less migrant workers in the UK who typically come over and do that sort of work at Christmas, um, Weatherspoons could not source enough sausages wrapped in bacon to serve with their festive burgers. Do you hear that, Skynet? <laughs> You've not won yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's still hope for humanity. John Connor's busy wrapping bacon around sausages right now. You'll never be able to do a complete Christmas dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What if that's the reason we actually won against the machines? Like, so Arnie walking to Weatherspoons. I need your bacon, your sausage. Oh, I can't do it. That's how you test a test. What one hell of a fucking Turing test that is. They managed to describe love perfectly. But you had them. He was like, okay, final test, just as they thought they got away from it. Made me a pig in a wanker. On and off, pig in blankets, pig in a blanket. Which one is it? I don't know. Just I just eat it. Cool. Well, you never eat one, do you? So it's not a pig in a blanket. No. Um. So, where are we? Where do you think we're going to be heading with regards to our uh, immigration uh, policies? Ultimately, a barter economy because people just <laughs> there's just not going to people aren't going to be earning money, are they? And people aren't going to be. Well, if we're only bringing to pay in with anything in cash anymore. Well, let's say that we're only wanting high skilled, whatever we think fucking high skilled is are we going to turn into a country at that point where the british are the uh like you know a singapore or something like this where the local uh, people are doing the lower fucking jobs whilst the fucking uh the rich and the highly skilled and everything from uh the rest of the uh, world coming over here while the british become the pickers of fruit and all the time. What do you mean, turn into? Aren't we halfway there already? Oh, no, because, I mean, we've got, like, we've still got a quite a strong middle class uh, I suppose sector. we have. Yeah, but you know, it is. Everyone's it is. a fucking estate agent or recruitment consultant. That's unskilled work, by the way. Yeah. If you want to talk about unskilled professions, an estate agent, that's unskilled and fucking unethical. I mean, I'm on shaky ground here, as I don't think you could describe anything I did at the BBC, <laughs> or indeed in my working life, as skilled, uh, as such. I suppose that if I want to defend myself, I'd say they were, they, they, you know, I did work reasonably hard, and there was skill involved. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm not, I'm not a fruit picker. I don't have that sort of level of manual dexterity or expertise. But it did this whole thing to bring us full circle. He's reminding me of the BBC, one of many things at the BBC. Whenever there'd be cutbacks. 
Um, it would always, always be frontline workers. It will always be the producers. It will always be the reporters. Just this week, we've had to, we've lost a load of staff from BBC News. And as much beef as I have with BBC News, it's like, well, they they are the you know the people. And it was always this thing of, of well, what are you going to do with an organisation full of managers with no one to manage? And that's where Britain is headed. It's like, well, we're just going to be like a nation of, you know, we're either just going to be full of highly skilled people with no one to kind of delegate to, or it's just we're just not going to be able to do anything. That's how I feel, anyway. It's bleak. Well, well I mean, that's a fun bit of the show, that is. I'm, I'm, no, no I'm not your go-to guy for, you know, if you want, if you want, I mean, I'm not Mary Poppins. Well Sorry. Regard, is it just, do we end up just sort of as the knock-on effect of this? Remember, this is day one. Yes. Essentially, yeah. we're in day one of this regime, and this is what... Well, it's coming, it, th- these new immigration Dear laws are starting Brexit. on the 1st of January 2021. So literally day one. Yeah, <laughs> that that will be when once we leave the day after, we're done. Whether whether we've got a a trade deal, which we fucking won't do, because uh, you're not going to be able to do a trade deal in mm-hmm. seven months when you're all starting to swing your dicks about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you simply don't have enough time to do a, a technical trade deal in seven months. It's impossible, especially when you're dealing with fucking idiots on our side and people who really don't want us to do well on the other side. Mm. Um, so. It's going to come in 2021. It's almost as if you didn't want to make an enemy of a 27-nation block <laughs> next to you. <laughs> I, d- I mean, you, you, you see them going on, and I've seen, because over, I- over in Ireland with the Irish elections, mm. you've got so many fucking right-wing knobheads and left-wing knobheads going, oh, this is all about Brexit. It's not. has fuck all to do with Brexit, the Ireland uh, elections. Uh, in every poll and every survey, the European Union or... Uh, leaving the European Union. That's 1% of the people want to. It's not a big fucking deal over in Ireland. But the British are so far up their own fucking asses, thinking that the entire fucking world's about them, that anyone t- someone shits is because they fucking ate something British that they like. <laughs> They're fucking going along to going, oh, well, this is obviously about us then. This is obviously about Brexit. It's not. There's fucking housing issues over in Ireland. Many fucking different things. That is the reason that uh, Leo, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, went. It's <laughs> absolute self centered shit stains. Can, can it's a bit about us, though, isn't it? No. <laughs> can, I, can I just query the, the point? I'm a little bit lost about the point about any time anybody shits somewhere. Are you saying everybody else is constipated? Is it just... Is that the... the, the it was basically me putting words in front of each other. <laughs> um, w- it's very poetic. I, I like the idea that there's a country that's completely constipated. <laughs> it's probably... I feel like we're living in it. <laughs> they would account for everything. Given their it? diets, it won't be any of the Asian countries. They <laughs> or anyone in the Mediterranean. But following eating their food, they will fly through you. <laughs> it went, it you for a meat-heavy diet, maybe Argentina <laughs> would be the most constipated <laughs> nation on earth. I mean, judging by how they act, uh, hungry, um, that would explain a lot. If they were constipated, they wouldn't be hungry anymore, though. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder why I pick comedians to do this, and then (laughs) we hit gold like that, and (laughs) they're going, oh, that's it. That's <laughs> that's why we get upwards of forty people watching this show. At least I'm not just doing gay puns this time. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking forgot about that. Is that what you were doing last time? I just I, t- I put the word "gay" into every story. Okay. That's it was it was uh, it was it was long. It was really it was fucking long. long. Was it? <laughs> Gayden was the highlight of the entire. <laughs> I see. That was the highlight. That was the highlight. Okay. Tell us about it. Right. Oh well, if Tanya enjoyed um, it. Um, let's go on to a truly yeah. fucking depressing. I, I was going to say, will I be allowed to mention another story? I have yeah, go on. Yeah. My very, very quickly. Um, uh, the armed forces minister. Um, I, what you, I can't, I can't read my own handwriting, so that's immediately undermined my story. I mean, the, the fact, the fact that you wanted to say this story, it, you best be able to read it. Well, yeah. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, but I can't read his name. But James, uh, um, he, he apparently this whole thing about. Um, he was giving some sort of speech to personal armed forces uh, that they need to move away from physical warfare. The way he phrased it was they need to move away from blockbuster video, ships and guns, uh, and be more Netflix, which apparently is sort of uh, uh, cyber capitalist special services that you implant malware into your enemies. Software. See, I thought Netflix war would just be like scrolling through a list of countries, <laughs> never actually picking one to attack, and then just not bothering and going to sleep. Or it tells you, uh, because you're engaging that war, here's another war you might like. 
and it'll pick and the war through an algorithm or something. But that, I, I just found that an extraordinary way of expressing warfare. Well, d- I mean, t- the, the, the thing is with that is you can argue, uh, I think quite rightly, that we have been in that war mm-hmm. for the past, I frankly, you can argue since uh, before the First World War, because this is all propaganda wars. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's uh, propaganda moving on to uh, uh, cyber uh, uh, on, on to cyber, you're still working on the same aspect of it being a uh, um, uh, what would be the fucking uh, word for it? Uh, soft, uh, a, a soft war like soft power mm. uh, that England used to have, uh, mm. where we weren't the fucking biggest, but we were good for a little chat, and we were very good at diplomacy, like um, Ray, like Ray Winston. Yeah. Just a little word in yes. the show, right? Uh, but Bam, snooker water suck right yeah. the face. <laughs> but we are still currently in that type of uh, war, and especially a cyber war, with Russia, with uh, North Korea, with China, with uh, uh, Iran put a lot into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did the US. Everyone's fucking there. I mean, uh, just last year, um, it was found that GCHQ had been spying on Belgium. Um <laughs> So I mean, we're all that. That what is the next weird, step for a weird nation to spy on. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm no great espionage expert, but it just feels like um, who can we, who can we spy on whom we could probably take in a fight? Uh, it's got to be Belgium. Let's, let's not spy on any of the big boys. Well, for Ruk- Swiss Belgian war kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> just chocolate and Choc- paedophiles <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so we got armies? Not really. Got army knives. <laughs> 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 uh, have some fondue. Um, <laughs> burn. Exactly. This warfare yeah. is so tasty. <laughs> yeah. Would fondue be classed as chemical warfare if you just chucked fondue at someone? Is it it's a chemical? Well, if it was hot it enough. Yeah. yeah. Is it still a chemical when it's cheese? When it's like solid? Yeah, so it's, I mean, everything's a chemical, isn't it? Yeah. True. Uh, well, that means anything's chemical warfare. Potentially. There you go. God. Well, if you take nothing else away from this this uh, this little episode, it's um, David Attenborough's a perv, and anything's chemical warfare. I think those are the essential lessons. Talking about chemical warfare, Syria. Um, That's a great segue. Uh, okay. uh, you've gone. We were t- you were talking about cyber warfare. Now let's talk into actual war that's going on that we seemingly have fucking forgotten about. Yeah. Um, Nine hundred thousand. Uh, people displaced uh, in uh, Idi- I- Ibid, Idib, Idbil, Idbil. That's it. Uh, oh, right. it seems like I'm not the only one who can't write things down properly. Oh no, I just couldn't remember it. it uh, Idlib. That's it. Uh, so uh, over in Syria, the continual war and crisis. More than nine hundred thousand men, women, children making their journey north during the fucking winter, and it is a proper fucking winter in Syria. Mm. None of the pissy rain that we get in this fucking country, um, because the last uh, opposition-held city of uh, Idlib, which is uh, under assault by government forces backed by Russia, this is the largest exodus of people during the nine-year civil war. Now, simple question. Very simple question. Should we have intervened in Syria? That's oh, like a yes-no tick box on a form, isn't yeah. it? Um, well, look, I mean, of course, you can expand your answer. But my belief is we... I would almost say we shouldn't be intervening in the affairs of other countries unless there is some sort of mass genocide going on. So the use of chemical weapons, which has been proven that Assad has used uh, his own uh, chemical weapons on his own people. Yeah, I would put that into the pocket of some sort of mass genocide. Yeah, I mean, he's basically in... This is human uh, uh, fucking extermination that he's doing here at the moment. And he's been doing it for years, and we've known it for years. So, I mean, so this is... It's where my uh, I, I get so much fucking anger from this particular thing. These people like uh, the likes of Corbyn, Stop the War. Stop the War are one of the worst bunch of fucking knobheads in this fucking world because they are more than willing to go after fucking uh, 
Israel anytime they do something, the US anytime they do something, but Russia they are fucking quiet about. China's absolute mass murder of fucking uh, Rang- Muslims, Rang- they're quiet yeah. about. India with their fucking uh, 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 fucking Kashmir and their fucking mass murder over there. It's the constant. We are at a point now where there is numbers of people dying that we are ignoring and I don't think we're ever going to get to the only way we can get to the end of Syria is one of two ways. Assad fully takes over. No opposition left. No body left. You are looking at a North Korea uh, working on there or we have to go in and it is too late to go in now. So do we now just have to completely withdraw and let Assad Take well, the, and this is it. And can you possibly allow that? How can we, as people who claim to be this fucking moral uh, goodness, oh, we are good people. We look after people. We know what right from wrong is. Yet, for the past nine years, we have allowed, and I do mean allowed, genocide chemical weapons, which was meant to be the line that was drawn. So this is fucking um, Barack Obama to David Cameron to uh, Ed Miliband uh, voted to uh, not go into uh, Syria when he was uh, the leader of the opposition. Corbyn continually has said that no intervention will ever work, and no one's pointed out to him that Kosovo fucking worked that we had to, although because everyone talks about the Iraq war all of the time, which was a fuck-up, and we should never have gone in, because we went into lies. It is not lies that uh, Assad has used chemical weapons. This was where the line was meant to be drawn. Back in the 1950s, after the Second World War, we'll never let this happen again. We will never let this happen again. But the question is now, I think, where because we have to take it from, we're playing the cards we're dealt now, yes. this is where we are. So it doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what we've done for the last nine years, because it matters hugely, it's had huge ramifications, yeah. it's had huge repercussions. But, from now, is it now, the question is, is it now more beneficial for us to, as you said, withdraw, mm. le- is it more beneficial now for Assad to take control of that country, or to us to continue being, and as you said, we're not going to, there's never going to be an outcome that is not going to be him in power in some kind, so we're going to continue to de- destabilise the country the entire time. Is that more or less beneficial than him taking control? Well, the question becomes is, uh, for Assad to take control, how many are going to die? Because they stopped counting. Uh, I think the UN stopped counting a few years ago, and they said 400,000 dead. And, how many and that's not even taken into account the hundreds of thousands that went missing. So we're looking at potentially over a million people dead because of Assad and Russia. Do not forget that Russia are in this. Russia have invaded Ukraine. Russia are helping Syria. And all this is the Middle East is basically a pissing contest between the US and Russia. But now Trump has gone out of that. He doesn't want to be involved in that. So it is just Russia. Russia is the superpower now. They are the power brokers of the Middle East. They are what uh, everyone hated about America. So what do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to be a fucking bloodbath, and I think we are going to close our eyes and ignore it. I think, and I'm in a position of having very sketchy knowledge from what you said, the difficulty with intervening where anywhere where Russia is involved, particularly at the minute, is... We're back in the days of the Cold War and the potential for escalation into something possibly nuclear is possibly what's putting people. Whether that's better or worse than what we've got, well, it's infinitely worse. Any kind of nuclear war is just inconceivable, but <coughs> it's, it's you know what I mean? It's it's, it's it the reason why Crimea was not deemed significant enough yeah. yes. for anyone to do any... Yeah. Went, they took it, went, we've taken it, okay, but don't do any more. Seems to yeah. be well, I mean, Georgia, uh, yeah. Russia uh, went into Georgia, nothing. Yeah have literally invaded uh, a, a country that are still in, are still uh, uh, killing uh, Ukrainian tr- uh, soldiers. Nothing. Are uh, in uh, working with uh, Assad in Syria, as is Iran. 
Uh, and, I mean, they've already killed uh, Turkish soldiers. And it's very weird for uh, when you've got uh, Edrigan uh, trying to help uh, these Syrian refugees, but he's doing it for selfish reasons because uh, Turkey have already taken in four million Syrian refugees and they don't want to take in another fucking million. So they're saying something has to be done, something has to be stopped. But at this point, we've got, it's Merkel, Macron, and uh, uh, Erdogan speaking to Putin. Where the fuck are we? Why are we not doing anything? Why are America not doing anything? You want to be the big fucking bollocks? You want to say how good you are as a country, how big you are as a country? Where the fuck is Trump and Johnson fucking standing up for this? I'm just going to put this down there. Could it be that um, on the quiet, uh, we were hoping for some sort of trade deal with Russia? Because historically, you think about... Um, and swap with them with what? I don't know, but I know historically, well, bef well before Brexit, <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember, William Hague, I seem to remember he was sort of engaged in some sort of trade mission to Russia, and that's potentially why quite a lot of um, you know extrajudicial Russian assassinations carried out on British soil weren't investigated. Potentially. I don't know. I, I mean, we've already got enough xenophobia. We don't need to fucking trade some from Russia. <laughs> well, it's, it's our primary export, isn't it? That and weapons. I wonder how many British weapons actually have been used in the Syrian war. Well, the, uh, my, my interesting thing was the uh, Iran-America conflict, which very nearly kicked off. Well, yes. Depends on doing how near it was. That was definitely the Americans' goal was to kick off some sort of conflict. As well, well the, uh, the thing with Iran is... Um, it's always, uh, for, for years, it's always been Iran talk a big game, but if you stand up, they fucking wilt. And at the moment, it seems like it's been another example of it because they said, oh, there's going to be retribution, we're going to do this. But really, they're only going to do it cyber because they ain't got the firepower to deal. And Iran have been spending years getting soft power around uh, the Middle East. Uh, they're with uh, Hezbollah in Libya. Uh, Libya? Lebanon. Lebanon. Uh, uh, they have helped uh, Hezbollah, who basically have a veto in Lebanon. Uh, they've worked with uh, people in uh, Iraq to get power into there. Uh, they work with Assad uh, for Syria. They're trying to be the power brokers uh, in the Middle East. But it's all going to be soft, and it's all going to be cyber, because they do not... Uh, want to have an actual war with uh, Israel and um, the US because they'll but get bombed the fuck. But my point, if that conflict were to have kicked off, that would have been used by Russia as a smokescreen for them to then go back to Georgia and go back to the UN yeah. because everyone's focus would have been on something else and no one was going to deploy troops to stop Russia from doing anything. Exactly. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Anything, that's, that's my point, is the minute you sort of intervene anywhere, particularly the minute in the Middle East, it's you do run the risk of running into a hot war with Russia, which is... Which sounds just horrible and heartless, um, and it is horrible and heartless, um, and I'm hard-pressed to come up with an answer, really. Um, so to I just don't know. simple question, should we have intervened in Syria? Yes, we should have done it earlier. No, we shouldn't have withdrawn, um, or the Americans shouldn't have withdrawn. But now I don't, honestly don't know what you mean. Exactly. Um, right. Uh, have we got anything to plug? Uh, Mark, you want to go first? No, just doing gigs and stuff. I don't care if anyone watching this comes. It's mainly going to be comedians, and quite frankly, their opinion is meaningless to me. Quite right. Um, yourself? Well, I was going to plug <laughs> Tell Day on March the 8th, but it Tell seems... Tell Day? Tell Day, yeah. Oh, that's the... Um, Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah. yeah. Me, myself and Jonathan Hearn will be part of that. Stand up for Tell Day at the British Library on March the 8th. There's two this year, because March the 8th is the 42nd anniversary of the original radio broadcast. There'll be another one on May the 25th. We'll be doing that one as well. Doing other gigs as well, so check my Facebook page and Twitter feed. But... Um, uh, I mean, obviously, um, you, you're going to tell me off for hating on David Attenborough. I accept that, but uh, if you do come to Tell Day, you'll be supporting Save Save the Rhino. So uh, you know, swings and roundabouts. I the crossover between Hitchhikers fans and David Attenborough fans is quite large, is there? Generationally, that would seem to. Yeah, and actually, from a point of view of Douglas Adams, latterly did have quite a, an ecological, environmental um, aspect to to all his writing. Cool. You probably would be wrong. Enjoyed animal porn. Like, right. Uh, okay, you're going to need to have to back that up. And there's we're, we're at the end of this, uh, so I'm going to go just Another through the uh, news that we didn't get to. Uh, Debbie Abrahams is the MP for Oldham East, and uh, Saddleworth was denied entry into India. 
uh, with no reason given. She is a, a, a Kashmir rights campaigner, so that's the fucking reason for that. Uh, we also have uh, the IEA, uh, which is one of the most influential think tanks in the UK, has spent the past couple of decades uh, saying that man-made uh, climate change is false. Uh, Boris Johnson has not visited any of the victims of the floods or held uh, a COBRA emergency committee meeting because he's a cunt. Why would um, they? He, why would he? He's from the north. They're all from the north, aren't they? And nobody cares about people from the north. We don't have time. We don't have time. Sorry. Uh, over in Yemen, the uh, Houthi rebels have blocked half of the UN's aid uh, delivery program uh, as a strong arm tactic to get money from the UN for themselves. Uh, Average weekly wage in the UK has reached its highest level since before the financial crisis, which means we are now 65p better off than we were 12 years ago. So you're welcome. Um, And just before the next month's budget, the Office of National uh, Statistics has said that uh, Britain's public finance uh, recorded a smaller than expected surplus in January. So that's not going to be good for the budget. More than half of women killed by men in the UK in 2018 were killed by a current or former partner. So stay 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 single forever. and Paul Golding, the leader of the far-right group Britain First, has been charged with uh, an offence under the Terrorism Act for refusing to give his phone to the police at Heathrow when coming back from Russia. Britain First have spent quite some time attempting to get money, funding and cooperation from Russia. So I want to thank my guests. Um, and God, it's fucking dreadful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.